Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I am back with Dr. Paul Jenkins to talk about one of the most important aspects in our lives, and that is relationships. Dr. Paul provides us with a detailed guide for the seven key relationships that shape our lives and the role they should play in our overall well-being. In addition, the order in which we should prioritize them from our relationship with our creator, with ourselves, our spouse, our friends, extended folks, and material objects. We discuss how to nurture these connections and how they impact our happiness and our sense of purpose. We also uncover strategies for maintaining healthy dynamics, finding balance, and fostering meaningful connections with those that we care about. So let's get right to my discussion with Dr. Paul. So let's lean in and learn from the best. You believe that the first key relationship that we need to get right, the most important one, is the one that we have with our creator. Can you unpack that for me? In the coaching that I do, I cover seven key relationships. And to put this in perspective, if I just give you all seven real quick. Sure. It's your creator, then yourself. Some people skip that one. They forget that it's a relationship. But how are you treating yourself, right? And if I treated you the way you treat you, would we still be friends? (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. Maybe that deserves a little attention then, (laughs) right? So we've got creator, self, spouse, children extended family, other people outside of your family, and things. Those are our seven key relationships, and I believe they come in that order of priority. If there are some that are missing or not part of your current world, then the list just collapses. Like if you don't have children uh, or if you don't have a partner or spouse, then it just collapses to the next level. But I keep them in this priority. So going back to your question, the first key relationship is our creator. And I'm not here as your spiritual guide or your ecclesiastical leader, your rabbi or your priest. I'm acknowledging that it's important for people, human beings, to understand their source. And different people have different understandings of what that means. I mean, I hear people talk about the universe. I hear people talk about God. I hear people talk about Yumala, which is the Finnish word for God. But they call it something different, right? And people call it something different, but it all has this kind of unifying meaning of a higher power that creates purpose. And if we understand our source, it helps us to navigate all of the complexities of our life because it gives us meaning and purpose. I think that's also going to filter down to all of our other relationships, including number seven, things, which includes money and economics and property. And I see people who flip the list upside down and they put money first and God last, and family somewhere in between. And I haven't seen that work successfully. I like these seven key relationships, and I really like the order that you put them in because the number one conversation that we have going on all the time is the one between our ears, right? And the older I get, the more I realize like that conversation needs to have some awareness brought to it. 
as we talked about previously, me personally, my faith is really important to me. It also flips this paradigm a little bit about like, of like who's most important, kind of limits a little bit of selfishness. But if things start to come in front of like even your relationship with yourself or spouse or family or whatever, that is a joyless, happyless life because things are going to just fail you. The economy is going to change. You have no control over it. Right. I think this is a really good way of of bringing order to this. How do we know if these things are in line? You know, I've coached people who have millions, millions of dollars, high-end coaching clients who hire me. And they're very, very wealthy when it comes to material, the seventh key relationship. And they are unhappy at home because they have neglected some of these higher key relationships. I've also worked with with multi-household families, with people who have been through a divorce or a blended family. And I've heard people say, well, my spouse is really important to me, but my children come first. And I'm like, hmm. That may be out of order. I'm not saying kids aren't important. They made the list. Okay. (laughs) But I did 13 years as an expert witness in the court doing child custody evaluations in divorce cases. And there's a reason why I put these in this order. So awareness is first, right? And I'm kind of, I'm hitting different aspects of what you were asking there, but the awareness is first. It's just like being aware of your shirt. Okay, or being aware that we're speaking English, you, you turn on the metacognition and you watch your thinking and be aware of where you are in these seven key relationships. And a lot of times when I go to that first one and people are like, well, I don't really you know, have much of a spiritual life or a connection to my creator or God as I understand God. Well, okay. Are you prepared to do something about that? Because it it leaves a hole if we don't address it in some way. And this is why there are so many different religions and other philosophical practices out there as people try to gain purpose and meaning for life. You know, those classic questions, why am I here? And where did I come from? And where am I going? Right? I mean, there are existential questions that I think drive all of the other key relationships. Let's face it, in a world brimming with health advice, gym jargon, and trendy diets, it can be tough to find your true north. You're busy, you're dedicated, you're a go-getter, but finding time-efficient, science-backed health and fitness guidance, well, that can be a real challenge. That's where my newsletter adaptation comes in. Adaptation is your essential, easy-to-digest Friday newsletter. It's your handy guide that helps you sift through the noise to bring you the most valuable health and fitness tips out there crafted for your mind, body, and recovery. Don't have time for long reads? No problem. Adaptation understands your hustle and delivers you value-packed, bite-sized advice that's actionable. Whether you want to look better, feel better, or perform better, or all three, we've got you covered. It's not just a newsletter. It's a lifestyle change, a commitment to yourself. So check it out. The link is in the show notes. This is really phenomenal. I think that you know, what have you found when people, well, you even just said it, and I'm just going to say this like out loud. Like one thing I heard once is like, you know, I'm married. I made a covenant vow to my wife before our kids ever showed up. And uh, like I committed to her first. And um, 
the kids were a byproduct of our love, right? And it's so easy to get caught up in in their activities because you love them so much. You you created them, right? You know, and I believe that there is a God that helped orchestrate that process. But like, there is this relationship that's just like, oh my goodness, like we created these these kids, these wonderful children, and so all your attention goes there. And then there's this this splintering that happens between the husband and wife. And then all of a sudden, I have not experienced this, but I know people that have. The kids go off and they look at each other and they're like, "Who are you?" And you're like, and then that is, that's a really hard thing. So I want to ask you a question. Is there, a, how can we evaluate? How can we bring awareness to where our relationship is with our spouse? I didn't anticipate getting into this one, but this is interesting. Yeah. Well, that spousal relationship after creator and self, your life partner, your spouse is the next key relationship. And because I think humans are designed to mate for life, as they say in the animal kingdom, right? And at least that's my personal bias. I know there's different people who have different understandings of that. But in all of the work that I've done in family psychology, including what I told you about being a child custody evaluator appointed by the court to do that yuck work, bitter, angry, divorcing people can't figure out how to share their kids. And it's so interesting to me that two people can come together, love each other enough to reproduce. (laughs) And then when they split, there's a process that happens in the mind. It comes from cognitive dissonance. Okay. And that's just when what I believe doesn't match what I'm experiencing. And so I have to resolve that somehow. Check it out. It's not okay to be divorced from a really awesome person. That would be, that doesn't fit. So there's a cognitive process where these divorcing people create an X that they can hate in their own mind. Now go back to the kids. Okay. How is that serving the kids when two people that they love more than anybody else on the planet hate each other? It's so crazy making for those kids. And I've seen it damage kids. And that doesn't answer your question, Eric, because you're saying, well, how do you evaluate and kind of see where you are with your spouse? Look, it is what it is. How's your marriage? (laughs) Well, that's a trick question because the answer is, going back to our model, it is what it is. It could always be better. It could always be worse. So in evaluation mode, it serves us well to look at our marriage and see the rich, abundant, awesome thing that it is, because it is compared to something worse. Believe me, I can tell you stories from all my experience of worse marriages than yours. I know I could, okay? I've seen murder, incest, abuse, infidelity, the whole thing. So you get yourself in a good place, and then you step up to creation mode with that energy of gratitude for the rich, abundant marriage that you have. You take that energy to creation mode now. How can we upgrade this? Okay, and we're not upgrading it because it sucks. We're upgrading it because we can. Thanks again for listening to the Blueprint Podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode on the seven key relationships, please share it with a friend. And if you've been listening for a while and you haven't left us a comment or review on whichever listening platform you are joining us from, please do so, as this is one of the best ways you can support the show. 
Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode. 